everybody, this is Alf speaking. Welcome back on the Macro Compass, guys. We are releasing this article straight after the Jackson Hole speech. And the title of the article is Fat Pivot My Ass. And sorry to be to speak French and be very colorful, but Jerome Powell actually said the following in the Jackson Hole speech. We will keep at it until we are confident that the job, killing inflation basically, is done. So all of this is happening while economic data continues to disappoint with some pretty impressive downsides surprising in leading sectors like housing. QT is about to accelerate and some friendly dynamics that helped risk assets stage a comeback rally in July are fading into Q4. And on top of it, we just heard Powell deliver a very decisive speech in Jackson Hole where he stressed out the Fed isn't going to make the same mistakes again. It's not going to underestimate inflation. It's not going to accommodate or prematurely stop tightening right now. On the other end, they will keep going at it until they're confident the job is done. And he also added that getting the job done will come at a cost for the economy and markets. Obviously, he needs to uh, say that the cost will be contained, but the reality is that, in my opinion, it will be a great cost. So... If you think about what's happening, what has happened over the last week since we uh, last spoke on the Macro Compass, we can see that housing activity is slowing down very fast. If we consider also the second round spending activity around the housing market, it almost accounts for 20% of GDP in several countries. And it has a highly leveraged interest rate sensitive nature, which makes it prone to move first when financial conditions are changing. And this is why housing is the business cycle. It's very crucial to the business cycle. I put up a chart in the article that shows that the National Association of Home Builders Index has actually dropped by 30 points. And such a quick drop generally precedes unemployment rate increasing by over 3%. If the correlation would hold, historically speaking, that implies that US unemployment rate will be roughly around 6% in 2023. Soft landing, right? And uh, the other data point, amongst many others that we received, was that the US Conference Board Top 10 Leading Indicators Index has printed at zero. And this is relevant because every time this index prints two or more times below zero, we know we are already in a full recession. Not the technical one, the one that leads to protracted weakness in the labor market, too. Every time this criteria on this index was met, Five out of five times we were in a recession, and this has been an uncanned um, track record since the 80s. The recent trend is very clear. This, this indicator is dropping very fast. The last print was zero. Let's monitor what happens next. But in short, to start the piece, I would like to convey that tighter monitoring financial conditions generally take a couple of months to be fully reflected first in leading indicators, and then a few quarters to affect hard the coincident indicators like labor market and real consumer spending, which, by the way, it's trending at 0%. It seems we are getting there. And also the path after that doesn't look great either. Together with that, I want to touch upon uh, quantitative tightening for a second before we jump into Jackson Hole. It seems we have forgotten about QT, but QT matters for markets, as I explained a couple of times here on the Macro Compass. There's a previous article about that if you're interested. Over the past few weeks, an interesting phenomenon occurred. Despite ongoing QT, bank reserves actually grew. Now, this 
has been quite a support for risk assets, a temporary one in June and July. But this is happening because when the asset side of the Fed balance sheet shrinks due to QT, obviously liabilities must shrink too. But bank reserves are not the only liability there. In the Federal Reserve balance sheet, the other liabilities are, amongst others, the Treasury general account and reverse repos. Now, there was a very strong tax season in April. The Treasury general account almost hit $1 trillion. So the U.S. government just took some of that money in June and July from the Fed account and spent it in the real economy. Now, as they did that and reserve repo facility actually was unchanged, it was the drop in TGA which took the hit for quantitative tightening on the liability side of the balance sheet rather than bank reserves, as it normally happens. This tends to support risk assets on the margin because not only the government was spending money from the TGA in the real economy, but also bank reserves were increasing and not dropping. But the TGA is almost down to normal levels. The money stuck in the reverse repo isn't going to get out very quickly. So bank reserves are likely to go into bear the, bur- the brunt of the quantitative tightening going forward. And when they do, risk assets generally tend to suffer and the yield curves also flattens further. So in short, central bank balance sheet dynamics, they matter for markets. And QT, as QT accelerates and bank reserves are the most likely candidate to bear the brunt of it in Q4, Ceteris paribus, risk assets tend to suffer and yield curves will flatten further. So we have a situation where economic growth continues to deteriorate from leading indicators. We are now moving very likely to coincident indicators while leading indicators keep worsening on top of it and liquidity conditions are likely to worsen again in Q4. Now, let's go back to Jackson Hole. Powell's speech was unambiguous. It was short, direct, crystal clear. The Fed will not make the mistake of stopping too early and allowing financial conditions to unnecessarily ease before the job is done. In the past, the Fed never stopped hiking before nominal Fed funds minus year-on-year PCE turned literally observably positive. This time won't be different, I think. They actually want to tighten the screws a bit further given where inflation is today. Now, if you want real Fed funds to be positive, the real battlefield for markets is in pricing the path of Fed funds and inflation in 2023 and 2024. And how it looks today is that in roughly 18 months from now, the market expects 3% inflation from 8.5% right now and 3.4% Fed funds. So the the bond market is smelling quite a sharp economic slowdown to assume that inflation will slow down all the way to 3% so quickly. And, And it's also taking the Fed pretty seriously when it comes to we will keep at it until the job is done. Because despite that deceleration, they're still pricing Fed funds at 3.4% in 18 months from now. The medium-term implications of Powell's Jackson Hole speech lies in, in the unambiguous commitment to literally kill inflation. He's telling you to prepare for sluggish long-term growth and sluggish long-term inflation expectations and to prepare for financial conditions which will have to remain tight despite the Fed acknowledges that the labor market is going to weaken. And this is very relevant for long-term and for tactical asset allocation. When it comes to portfolio allocation, I would say that this is the time actually to scale up the defensive stance. Because over the next 6 to 12 months, my main macro theme is that I expect long-end bonds to deliver a better performance than especially the cyclical equity and risk sectors.
in the long-term ETF portfolio I have, the tilts are unchanged. I am underweight equities, overweight cash, and I'm accumulating long-end euro and dollar bonds. Now, when it comes to the equity market, there was a crazy, the Fed will pivot, and so let's lever up and buy the stonks again that we saw in July. But the reality is that the equity markets are likely to remain soft. The Fed is skinning, keeping financial conditions tight, real yields higher, and earnings could, could soon start to seriously disappoint. And I think cyclical stocks and European stocks will even suffer more, but in general, the equity market should not fare very well here. On the long-term bond positions, I'm roughly back to the entry levels on the 23rd of June. The plan, though, remains to build up the exposure in case that, let's use 10-year treasuries as a reference, they would trade maybe in the 325, 3.5% area, because the more and the longer the Fed pushes on the tightening accelerator, the worse the economic slowdown is going to be. And so that improves the attractiveness of 10-year plus bonds for a medium long-term investor because, as a reminder, they do reflect the expectation for long-term growth and long-term inflation. And the more the Fed is tight today, the more it will compound the economic slowdown. By the way, I also expect plenty of interesting opportunities to allocate capital towards gold and high-quality stocks, for example, because the next market volatility phase could just indiscriminately hit also asset classes that instead would be the first one to positively react to a Fed pivot, the true one at that point, once the labor market shows weakness, the real economy shows serious weakness, and inflation is convincingly dropping to 2%. So let's keep our eyes open because there could be a good chance to actually allocate capital and face interesting investment opportunities apart from bonds already. The summary is that the first seven to eight months of 2022 were a period to be short almost everything and just long cash. The next seven to eight months might offer some good opportunities starting from bonds that could actually unravel further into other asset classes. As always, guys, we will jump and leave the next macro learning journey together here on the Macro Compass. This was all for today. Thanks for listening. As always, if you want to partner with me, sponsor me, have me at conferences, media appearances, just reach out at themacrocompass at gmail.com. And as always, last but not least, uh, guys, I really appreciate your support. And the more that this family grows, the happier I am. So I would be very happy if you could like the article, share it uh, within your network, both social and personal and professional. Just let's spread the word around about the Macro Compass. If you enjoy uh, the work I put behind, it really makes my day. If this family can grow from 88,000 as we are today to even more. Thanks everybody for uh, listening and we'll speak again next week.